From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about the signs that we fail to notice when going through anxiety recovery. It's important to reflect back on how far you've come, the improvements that you've made, the habits, the positive aspects of the new habits that you've started so that you can remind yourself, oh, this is how far I've come already. And that helps light and spark that flame from beneath you so that you can get out of those setbacks that inevitably come. Those days where you feel like you're never going to change, but failing to realize how far you've actually have come already, the improvements that have been made already. But before I get into this episode, last week's episode with Emerald Wilkins, which was absolutely amazing. That interview was phenomenal. She is full of wisdom and full of insights into how we can heal. And talking about the shadow, especially with her, was absolutely powerful. I found... I learned a lot from her, so that was a great episode. A feeling is healing leaves a comment on that episode on the YouTube version saying, amazing, so much gratitude for to you both. Really interesting to hear the two minds who have both really done inner work and live with an intention of wanting to help others, inspiring many Thanks. Uh, Feeling is healing. I know you've commented on my stuff uh, many times, and I'm so grateful for your comments and that you follow along and you find this content to be inspiring and useful and insightful, and I'm really grateful. Thank you. Uh, Theo says, such a deep and great conversation. Will you do more conversations like this? Uh, Yes, I actually would like to. I am always looking out for the next guest, someone I really connect with and who I would find to be greatly informative to you guys. So I'm always open to those conversations and uh, I most likely will eventually, yeah. Sarah C says, absolutely loved the part when you both talked about the shadow. Yes, Sarah, you and me both. It's a really powerful part. It's so important for healing. Emerald was full of wisdom. Thanks for the convo. Yes, she is amazing. And if you haven't checked out that episode, I recommend you go and listen to it. Maybe even a couple times because some of the stuff she was talking about is really deep stuff. Sometimes it requires two times a listen to really ingrain that information. So this episode is all about the five signs you are on the right track, noticing these signs. 
And this episode goes hand in hand with my new video. The video, not this latest video, but the video before that, anxiety recovery setbacks, right? Because you have a setback and then we fail to realize how far we've come already, right? And, and that is important for getting out of the setback. It's necessary to reflect back on progress. First, it prevents you from sliding too far in negativity. And second, you notice that you are not in the same place you once were before. You are no longer in that chaotic loop or so far deep in that chaotic loop. There has been some incremental progress. You're further down the path. So the fifth sign you are on the right track is you go longer stretches of time without severe anxiety throughout the day. That was huge for me to realize. And so compare your anxiety levels from one to 10 now to the older you, the you that was at a level nine or 10 every single day. Maybe you've had a day where you've been down to a level six, reflect back on that day, right? Before you had level eight, nines and tens every single day for the past few months or maybe even years. And now reflect back. Maybe you had a day where it was a level six or a five. And how did you get there? You see your circumstances as a challenge rather than the end all be all. That's the developing mindset that begins when you go on this recovery journey. You start to open the doors to new avenues that you haven't trotted. The unknown is where you develop yourself. That's where you gather new information. The known territory is where you cling on to the same things. The repetition is where repetition is located in the known territory, but you have to venture out to gather new information. So there's a shift in mindset, right? When you go on this recovery journey, you start to peer through different avenues of your mind. You now understand that the developing mindset is what pushes you outside the box. And that's where you need to go. The box of your old personality that you've been trapped in. The known territory that needs to break apart so that you can learn the lessons and gather the new information, right? The fourth sign you are on the right track is you remain in anxiety-inducing environments rather than leaving. So in times of pain and suffering, we forget how tough we really are. In those tough times, it's crucial to reach down and pull out those old memories of times you overcame a challenge a challenge of life through your way. So when a new circumstance, a new chaos emerges in my life, 
now. Even though I've overcome all of these challenges in my life, a new challenge pops up, and that is a test. It's a test on how well I can handle that challenge. Sometimes I need to pull out. Oh yes, I overcame panic attacks in these circumstances. I overcame these addictions. I overcame these negative habits that were so difficult to break. I have to reach down and remind myself of how brave I really am, how strong I really am. And then those challenges that pop up don't seem much of a challenge as it would be in my past when I used to be so reactive and sensitive to any chaos, any novelty. You also understand now that you've gone so far in this recovery journey, you also understand and remind yourself that life doesn't get better quickly, that it's a gradual process, incremental steps. How do you build a house one brick at a time? How do you run a marathon one step at a time? Sometimes when you start to think of the the finish line, it becomes so overwhelming that you want to stop immediately. So when I go out for a run, my mind does that. It goes to the end. It's, it's so far away. I got 30 more minutes of this. How am I going to per- pursue through 30 minutes of this pain? But then I start to come back into the present moment and feel the step, the next step, and the next step. I start to be more aware of those moments rather than thinking about the end of the marathon or the end of the run. Each anxiety-producing situation is an opportunity for growth. You understand that now that you've gone out and faced those fears that you've been hiding from. Facing those situations is an opportunity to prove the older you wrong. I changed my mindset to wanting panic attacks to happen throughout the day so that I can challenge myself. I looked at panic as an opportunity for me to grow rather than some huge dragon waiting for me. I was inviting the dragon to play rather than repressing the thought. And so when I started to think to myself, I want a panic attack today, that would be a great opportunity for me to prove my older self wrong, to be more braver than I am now. Very powerful. The third sign you're on the right track is you're speaking less words that make you feel weak. Powerful. What we say can determine our emotions and our values and beliefs. Sometimes, well, when I look back at my older self, 
I would say things without thinking them through. It was like this impulsive reaction that was out of my control. And I realized when I started to pay attention to what I was saying, it was a reflection of what I believed. So I started to change the words and I started to not speak rather than feel the need to speak. I would observe if I were to go out with Maggie and her friends, I decided to be more aware to listen rather than to feel the need to speak and maybe complain or maybe engage with judgmental observations that someone would bring up. I would not partake. I would listen and maybe even say something that would support this new identity. I would say something that counter counteracted what they were saying. They would say something judgmental about someone else and then I would be cognizant of that and then say something like, well, I don't agree. I think that person has nice hair. I like the color of their hair. And that would make me feel empowered. Like I didn't have this need to fit in, right? This wanting to fit in. I was my own independent person. And then I also stopped speaking words that supported the victim mentality mentality that I had. So the words like, I will never overcome this. I need you there. I need to stay home. How am I going to handle work today? I can't handle it. How can I? I am weak. I am shy. I am incapable. Also words that I would regret when speaking with other people. I noticed that I would say something and then regret it. And I would feel like what I said diminished them and raised my ego. And then I also realized that the people I was hanging around were impacting me with their weak beliefs, the words they were saying. I would be at home and I would catch their words in my mouth impacting my emotions. And that was huge for me to realize you are who you hang around. You pick up on their mannerisms. You mirror their behaviors and their words. And the words you speak is a reflection of your beliefs. I noticed that when I would take on challenges myself, rather than speak my need for help. And that changed the beliefs of being incapable to, to being capable. I am capable of these challenges. I am capable of 
tackling this without the need for these other people that I've always relied on in the past. I can take this anxiety and survive rather than that dependency for them to get through that challenge. The second sign you are on the right track is you reach new heights you thought you could not get to. That was huge for me. And I, one of the big moments for me was getting into the camera union I thought I could never get into. So if you don't know about my past and you haven't been following with the podcast episodes, or if you, you have been, you know that I used to avoid going to work all the time. I was afraid of going to work at a new job, especially, and failing. That was massive for me. That was a huge fear. And I avoided going to work. I would stay home. I'd go out with my negative friends and repress those fears. But when I was going through my recovery, I wanted to prove my old self wrong. So I did whatever I could to apply to the camera union to work hard and getting all those references and taking a camera assistant workshop and putting myself out there. And by the way, when I took that camera assistant workshop, I had a panic attack the first day I sat down in that workshop and I overcame it. I stayed in the environment. So I got into the union and I, I got in and I looked at myself thinking, wow, Brad, here's you doing something you thought you could never do in your life. You spend a decade, almost a decade, avoiding work like this, avoiding a challenge. And now you're going to camera assistant workshops and, sur and, and surviving panic attacks and challenging yourself to this new material and putting yourself out there for this new career that you're on. And that was a great reflection for me to notice and recognizing myself where I felt proud and brave and somebody I never thought I could get to. And so when I hit one of those setbacks, I reflect back on something like that. And I recognize, wow, I got to that point. I went through all of that hell and I persevered past all of those thoughts that were trying to keep me in the same loop I've always been in. And so anxiety could be the challenge you need to improve your personality and then the circumstances in your life. It was a sign for me to kill off all the old ways that I was supporting my, the per, the parts of my, my personality that were not driving me forward. It's what I needed in my life. And so because I was pushing through that perseverance and killing off all the parts that weren't serving me, I got a better career, better friends, better health, 
and better looks because when I changed my lifestyle choices, everything else started to get better. All those other aspects of my life started to get better. You see other people who are stuck in that anxious loop, they age rapidly and they manifest and they keep on manifesting negative circumstances. And I see that they're in the same known territory. That known territory is pain. Pain can be well known and can be this domain of familiarity. Anxiety was a sign for me that everything was out of balance. That was huge. The first sign you may be on the right track to this recovery and to a better you is that you have many new habits that the old you did not have. And it's important to mark your routines on a calendar to see your progress. So when I was doing the Wim Hof method every day, I would write down on the calendar, Wim Hof method, Wim Hof method. And then I would reflect back on, oh, I did a week of that straight. I feel pretty good. I feel the benefits of that habit. I recommend you go, I got a dry erase board, like this small board that has the days of the week on it. And I hung it in my room and I write down my goals of the week and then what I've accomplished during the week on that board. So that's powerful if you want a constant reminder of, first of all, why you're doing this, and second of all, how far you've come, right? Each day is an opportunity to prove your old self wrong. If you do not like where you are in life, then do things that are the opposite of what you are doing now and see what happens. See what happens. Those who don't change, they hold onto the shell of who they think they are because of the resistance that comes with starting something new. It's that cognitive dissonance, right? Feeling, thinking, and behaving in a manner you're not accustomed to. And it's important to recognize that a habit is unconscious and it's a program. It's a program that is deeply installed if it's practiced for more than 21 days. It's a program that makes up your personality, who you are. And when you recognize this habit, or in other words, program, is the first step, recognizing that, hey, this is a program that I want to uninstall. This is a program that I want to replace. This is a program that is stalling my progress. I don't like how I feel when I engage in this program, in this habit. Follow others is really important who have had the same habit and have changed the habit. So what did they do? How did they feel? What were the benefits of them changing the habit that you feel like you should change? Or you see that this is a habit that makes up the personality of someone who is successful spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, energetically. Were there benefits 
of uninstalling this habit for them? Was this habit filling a void in their life and creating more bad outcomes than good outcomes? Really important. You recognize in yourself the shift in outcomes when you take on new habits. That's awareness, being aware of the feelings, emotions that you get from these new habits. This outcome has a positive effect on you. Notice that. You meditate and you feel calmer and more in tune to your surroundings. It prepares you more for the challenges and you recognize that. Feeling is understanding. It's, uh, it's that spark of insight, right? You see, you feel the benefits. And then, like all new habits, you forget, right? A few days to do it. So you start something, maybe you start meditating, and then you forget a couple days of the week of not doing the habit. And you feel anxious now and remember a time when you meditated. So you feel anxious about failing and not doing the habit repeatedly. But like all things, you do it badly, right? All new things requires you to be a fool at the beginning. So you go a few days without doing the habit, you feel anxious, but it's important to reflect back on when you did do it, how did you feel? And you've done it already. That's a great thing. You've done it. At least you did something. So do it again. Do something challenging today so that the future you will greatly benefit from it and will be mentally harder and stronger. And these habits are a seed. They are a beautiful seed of this growth process. And ask yourself, why are these habits practiced by the great spiritual teachers of our time, right? There must be a reason behind it. What habits are you willing to sacrifice in order to make things better for you? It's either the world is making everything worse for you or it's you. And let me tell you something. It wasn't the world. It was me. I was a guy who was waiting around for everything to get better. And let me tell you something. It never does unless you are willing to go out in the unknown and change and kill off the parts of you that are not working. And now I'm going to give you a bonus sign of why you are on the right track. The sign is, you approach a new habit with the perspective of doing it badly is better than not doing it at all. So you have this mentality now of, well, this is a new habit. I'm going to do it badly and that's better than not doing it at all. 
We all expect ourselves to do something perfectly, right? If it's not perfect, if we don't do well at it, then we just should not do it. And that's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being supporters of the Anxiety Project podcast and my YouTube channel and being a supporter on my website on unpluganxiety.com. I greatly appreciate it. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.